I am so excited to have this co-host with us this week. She is the captain of the Southside Flyers. Hello, Amy Rocci. Hello. Thank you for having me. <gasps> Thanks for coming. It's so good to see you. We've got a lot to talk about today. Um, it's been a huge news week, probably the biggest, no, definitely the biggest news yeah. week of uh, the Signet WNBL 23 season. And the big story this week was the Caps broke through for their first win. Aren't we all happy about it too? Everyone I forget that I'm a Bendigo. player. <laughs> well, I know, sorry, Bendigo. I'm like supposed to, I know I'm still a current player in the league, but I was a fangirl that day, like watching the game. I love Home and Away and I didn't watch that episode because mm. that game was on. That's how important it was to me. But I was cheering on the couch and didn't even know who I was. A few flexes. Felicity and Tane uh, can oh. <laughs> can wait. We can bench them. It was incredible. We will talk plenty about it. And their coach, Kristen Veal, will join us a bit later in the show after her first career win as a WNBL coach as well. There were so many storylines um, in that victory, which was awesome after starting the season. None and 12, they're now one and 12, which is fantastic. But let's talk through some of the big news items of the week. So the Caps got their first win last Wednesday. The Flyers have announced that they are in pursuit of the biggest ever WNBL crowd. They are honouring the GOAT Lauren Jackson on February 4 at John Kane Arena against the Sydney Flames. Yeah. How exciting is this for the Flyers? It is. I, I think we've sold a fair few tickets already um, and the aim is to try and sell it out. So if we can do that, it is going to be quite the show. Uh, we know LJ brings in crowds already, but if we can bring in, I think, what does it hold, 9,000? Mm -hmm. would be amazing. So we're looking to break the WNBL record, and that's been said a lot in the last week. We need to know what the WNBL record is, and I've got this stat thanks to always. Tracy Browning. You always have stats. <laughs> no, always. but I get them from other people, so I just <laughs> attribute where I got it from. So the WNBL record crowd is 7,100 at the 1995 Grand Final at the Clipsal Powerhouse in Adelaide. It was the Lightning and the Melbourne Tigers. Adelaide won in double overtime, Amy Rocci. Really? Double OT in a Grand Final. With how many? 7,000. 7,100. Can we beat 7,100? Yep. Let's say it right yeah. now. We can. It's going to be awesome. We've got LJ. The GOAT. Right. It's going to be silly awesome. silly if you don't come. Yeah. Yeah. So snap up your tickets. has been a good start um, to ticket sales, which went on sale last week. So very much looking forward to that. What else happened last week? Oh, we announced an Opal squad because there's an Olympics next year. What? Yeah, that has come around so fast. Now, I saw today, I'll put it on my socials, the Olympics is in Paris next year. The Olympics, as in the brand that is the Olympics, have done a commercial with Paris Hilton about the Olympics being in Paris and that's hot. Okay, how do we feel about that? I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm so fine with it. I'll share it on my socials. But I've just not seen that. A collaboration we did not expect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you I, think she's played sport before? I wonder I think, if she's got look, a sporting background. I think she's big into women's basketball. So I think Paris will be eagerly um, watching the Opals fighting for a place on the podium in Paris next I like year. it. I like, I like it. it too. It's creative. Um, so the squad was announced last week. We've all seen and read it, which is great. Lots of little stories in there. One that I love with a flies angle is Nards. Your young guns made the squad for the first time. She has. She's super excited. We're all very proud of her. Um, she's not only an exciting prospect for the future, but she's already exciting. Mm. Like she's playing decent minutes in the WNBL. First year in the WNBL, uh, 
I can't even remember what I was like my first year in the WNBL. I certainly wasn't performing like she is. So, um, so exciting that she's made it. So I remember, um, I say it like I remember, like it was years ago. It was a few months ago. You played Boomers in a practice match at Keelor. Yeah. It was like the week after the World Cup, like to the bronze. It was a week to the bronze medal game because Cheryl was there coaching the Rose Gold game, assistant coaching, and then literally the next Saturday night you're a killer yeah. playing boomers. And Nard started in that game and um, she was fantastic, but there was a really great crowd there that night and I just saw her and thought, wow, these, these are your first WNBL minutes. Yeah, mm. it's a practice game, but wow. Yeah. She shot the lights out, didn't she? Yeah, she did. I remember it. Yeah. 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 And she's beat, uh, what was it? The game against Benigo? She went four from four, I think, from the three. So, yeah, she can light it up and she's long and athletic and versatile. So, she'll be she'll be one to watch for sure. Mm. Lots of great young talent in the squad. Um, her COE teammates, Shanice Swain and Izzy Borlace in there as well, all coached by Kristen Ville, who we'll talk to later. But it's a really nice squad. In it's big and obviously mm. they've got an Asia Cup this year leading into Paris. Olympics next year but it looks to be a really good experience a really good mix sorry of youth and experience yeah for sure if you can get them in nice and early and get them through camps and Asia Cups and I suppose the other important thing is culture trying to you know get to know the Opals culture and while those veterans are still there they can teach them a thing or two um, and hopefully they're our future moving forward. Yeah, it's very exciting. Speaking of Opals, news during the week that Opals captain Tess Madgen will miss the remainder of the WNBL season. She did get up for the big derby against Southside two weeks ago, but unfortunately she's going to be sidelined for the rest of it. And that's really disappointing news for yeah. Tess and the Boomers. Yeah, like no one wants to see such a quality player, you know, announce something like that. Um Whatever time frame she was obviously given, she tried to make it back for. And I think any athlete will tell you, you can be told four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. It's a long time before you feel like yourself. So I just wish her all the best and hope she feels like herself, you know, sooner rather mm. than later. Because she's got, as we just said, with the Opal squad, a big, big year ahead and much to look forward to. If there's a positive out of this for the Boomers, it's got to be that they, they've had most of their campaign with out her yeah. by 17 minutes, I think, against Southside. Yep, yep. They've done exceptionally well um, without her being in the starting lineup and there with, with the leadership. So I think for the Boomers, um, that is a huge positive that yeah. they've adjusted well to life without her. So perhaps it's not the biggest shock to the system having to revert back to that after she did get back on court. So. Yeah, true. I'm sure they were looking forward to getting her back and yeah. she would have added something something more to them. But yeah, you're right. They're, they're killing it at the moment. They so, sure are. Yeah. And finally, I want to talk about Adelaide Lightning because they had a pride round at yeah. the weekend in, in their games against uh, Sydney and Bendigo. It was a collaboration with Queer Alliance and it was led a lot by Marina Whittle, one of their players. Um, I loved to see this. I loved everything they did around promoting it, the education, the jumpers, um, a club-led initiative in the league. Mm -hmm. What did you think of it? And um, would you like to see See, well, I personally would like to see a full league pride round. Is it something you would like to see as a captain of your own team? Yeah, I think it'd be something that lots of teams would support. And um, in our Players Association group, our delegate group, we talk about things like this all the time. Unfortunately, you can't have a round, I suppose, for everything that, every, that everyone's passionate about. We do the two um, and then clubs sort of have the ability to run their own. So it was really cool that, that Adelaide got behind that one. It's such an important thing mm. to raise awareness about. And it's um, such a prominent thing in sport. We have the ability to be so inclusive and, and treat everyone equally. And 
Um, I loved it. And good on Marina Whittle for driving that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right. We can't have themed rounds every week and every cause is worthy. But for me, the ones that stand out most are the ones that align to our athletes. So something like Pride Round, obviously Indigenous Round, Mental Health Round, which is something you've played a huge role in leading at Southside um, with Jenna O'Hay. Are you guys going to be doing something again um, this season around that? Yeah, we are. Ours is more towards the end of the season mm. because, like you said, there's so many causes and we we don't want to take any spotlight away from them and um, they deserve their own platform. So we're trying to work that in, I think, after Indigenous Round. Yeah. Um, but I think that's something that Southside will, will hopefully continue forever now while the WNBL is running because, like you said, it it hits home for a lot of people. Um, Jenna O'Hay is such a important figure in Australian basketball and to us as well. Um, So if we can keep that going for her, um, I think it will mean the world to her and a lot of other people. Yeah, and you did phenomenal work last season. Thank you. Getting that round up when Jenna was going through a really tough time and I think you showed your leadership and the quality you are as a person and a leader. Um, The other one I want to mention that the Caps will be doing later in the season led by Alex Bunton after she shared her story nearly 12 months ago about um, being a victim of domestic violence, they're going to be do- doing something as well. So yeah. um, I love that these rounds and um, causes that have such a genuine, you know, um, link to our players um, and it's, yeah, just full respect to our players who are taking it upon themselves to drive change and, and create awareness. Amy, let's talk about you because you've been sidelined for five Five weeks now with, yeah. with a back injury. Yeah. Um, can you give us a bit of a medical update? Where are you at? Yeah, unfortunately, I came into the season with a stress fracture in my lower back, um, had about 12 weeks off, uh, NBL1, got through the preseason sort of on my own. I was without the team because I was trying to build back up, um, hit round one, and I think I managed to play seven games, but over the course of those seven games, the other side of my back went. So um, the initial sort of diagnosis is eight weeks for that bone to heal, um, like you said, week five. Um, I'll get a scan at eight weeks and then it's all kind of dependent on that as to where we go from there. All going well, hopefully make it back for finals. Mm. Um, that's certainly my goal, but, um, in what capacity? Not really sure. If I can warm up with the team and be a part of it, I'll be like happy with that at this stage. Um, but hopefully I'll be able to actually get on court and play some minutes to finish off the season. That would be ideal. It's great to hear that from the horse's mouth. And I think you've been a huge loss for Southside. And that's, I guess, saying something about what you bring to the team on and off the floor, because we know the Flyers have been flying, but your captain this year, which I think was just such a wonderful appointment um, in those, I think you said seven games you played. I think so. Think about seven. Like that. Um, you came on and um, did what you always do. And I think Shez would have been like, oh, thank God we signed Mon because, oh, I know. because without, yeah, without, <laughs> without you there and obviously you, you lost Dallas early, yeah. that would have been a, you know, a huge hole. Um, first season as captain of the Flyers, you take over from Jenna. You've been such an amazing servant of this league for, I think, is it your 13th season? Yeah, yep. Yeah. What does it mean to be captain of a club? Is it something you're really proud of? It is, yeah. Um, I didn't expect it, uh, which sounds silly because I I do feel like I'm a leader in the team, but um, I kind of do it in my own way, which doesn't always um, look like captain material. I'm not super loud or, or anything like that, and I'm never the best player on the court, but I think... 
you know, to have your teammates recognise something in you that you take a lot of pride in, um, yeah, it's, it is something that I'm very proud of. I think it's so wonderful. We were chatting at the uh, Flyers-Boomers game a few weeks ago. At, I was going to say the cage. It's still the cage to me, yeah, Parkville. Yeah. Uh, we are talking about, I think, was it your first season or second season playing for Dandenong yeah. in a championship? Yeah. That was an epic grand final, the two Victorian teams. That that was an unbelievable highlight early on in your yeah. career. I think I was fresh 18, maybe even 17. It was scary. <laughs> like, Sitting on the bench, the atmosphere was crazy. Um, we had uh, Jenna on our team, mm. um, Kath McLeod, Alison Downey. I just mm. remember her doing this crazy job on um, Liz Cambridge yeah. played, playing for Melbourne at the time. So, yeah. yeah. And they beat us every game that season. They did. We talked about we that did. too. We did. Because it was the Michelle, looking at the Michelle Timms That's, Cup. Yeah. Um, yep. They beat us three times and then we yep. beat them in the grand final. So it was yeah. epic. Let's look back at round 10 now. As we said earlier, it was the round where the Caps came up with their breakthrough win, 92 to, 92 to 85 winners over Bendigo. Um, started well, the Caps, and they did what they haven't been able to do all yeah. season, and that is just maintain a lead and repel the runs from the opposition. Yeah, I think I said that to Christian, my husband, at, at half time. We're like, oh, this is like, they've got them here, but they haven't managed to sort of hold on to those leads. So it was like edge of your seat stuff, I mm. thought, anyway. Did you think, were you watching thinking tonight's the night, like they're going to do it here? Did it I, feel different? Yeah, I did think that they mm. could get it done, but I was still like a bit worried in that third quarter. Like they've been, they've managed to sort of stick with teams up until halftime majority of the season. Um, but then when Ray Burrell just had a fourth quarter that I've never seen before, like, and how many and ones did she oh, have? It was just tough, tough, tough shots. Tough finishes. Uh, 24 points for Ray Burrell. Shanice Swain in the Opal squad. She's played a huge part for Canberra this year. 19 years old, 22.6 boards. Jade Melbourne yeah. with an 18.11 assist, double-double. Yes. 30 and 12 for Annalie Maley. So she had a big performance. But we must mention that Kelsey Griffin went off injured early yeah. for Bendigo. That certainly played a part for the spirit on the night, I Absolutely, think. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. She's, and she's a massive driver of just their, their energy even. So, yeah, yeah, big loss. Yeah, that was incredible. I'm still getting over that. I sobbed like a baby <laughs> at the end I of that game. I saw your Instagram story. <laughs> I just was so um, – it just I, – I could just feel what it meant to them. Um, and, and you never want to see a team go through winless. Bendigo did it in the hub, um, although that was a bit of a different season. But yeah. um, just so happy, so happy for the Caps. Uh, let's move on now and have a look at well, – this was setting the tone for what really was a round of upsets in a lot of ways. Yeah. Sydney snatched the victory over Adelaide, 81-77. to 77. Jocelyn Willoughby, their uh, input, had 21-8-6. and six. Ball Lace, fresh off being named in the Opals team, 19-5-4. and four. Um, Marina Whittle had a double-double, 19-10. and 10. Steph Talbot sat out a lot of this game yeah. injured. So interesting, again, another yeah. stud sitting out and their team sort of having a bit of a shock loss. But Sydney played really well. Well, they came back from 20 points down or something, mm. which was just amazing. Like you would have turned that game on halftime and thought it was probably over, but they didn't give up. Keely Froling in the walls, as usual, oh with that. <laughs> poor girl. Oh, my gosh. Did you see the photo with the stitches? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like an extension of her, of her eyebrow. Um, she went off uh, just before halftime, came back on bandage. It was more – wasn't really a bandage because it was black. It was more like an 80s headband. Yeah, now she looks I like thought. she's wearing a headband. And yeah, it was something maybe Jenny Froling would have rocked back for the <laughs> Nutterwatt Inspectors. But um, she's tough, isn't she? She, she's a frolly. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, another somewhat of an upset 
over in Perth on Friday night with the Lynx beating your flies 94 to 86. Sammy Whitcomb came mm. up huge, 33 points, 12 of 20 from the field, three ra- uh, four assists, three rebounds. And Amy Atwell, after being named in the Opals for shooter. the first time, shooter, shooter, mm. um, five of seven from the three-point line yeah. among her 25 points. And your sister-in-law, Maddie Rochi, with 20.6 rebounds, six assists. Um, Very nice, Maddie. Was this... Was it a bit of a come down after what had been a huge week knocking off Melbourne and, and Bendigo? Yeah, potentially. I mean, we, we played amazing in those two games. Um, I was so proud of the girls, especially I know we won by a lot against Bendigo, but the way we went about the Boomers game, mm. like we, we played fantastic. Um, but that's our benchmark now. So yep. it really disappoints us as a team when we come out and, and play like we did against Perth. But in saying that, like they're a great team. Mm. Like Sammy Wickham did Sammy Wickham things. Um, Lauren Scherf's having the best season mm. of her life. Um, Chloe Bibby's form. So, you know, we needed to come in focus. We're not just going to beat teams. Like they're, they're trying to get that fourth spot in, in, in the top four. Um, but it's a, it's a good reality check for right now. We'd rather be learning these lessons now than in finals. So, um, Plenty to work on, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think um, a lot of credit needs to be given to Perth as well, rather than you know beating down on Southside after the week they had before. Perth, I mean, they were studded last year with Jackie Young and Marina. They've yeah. lost those two, plus Darcy Garbin, mm-hmm. plus Chiva, and then yeah. Emma Clark got off the bench. So they've had big changes, and they had a slow start as they adjusted, but they are coming now. I'm just looking at the ladder. So Boomers are 11-2, and two, uh, two games ahead of the Flyers and Bendigo on 9-4. and four. We've got Townsville in fourth spot on 7-4, and four, mm-hmm. and then Perth a game behind now on yeah. 6. So Perth, Perth are coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've got plenty to play for. Yeah, and yeah. tough at home, yeah, as we know. it is. It is, it's yeah. Tough. I mean, we try. We don't like to make excuses, but um, you know, the travel there. Mm. We flew in. The girls flew in late. The time difference. Um, so we definitely needed to come in a bit more focused. And well, they're having dinner at one a.m. or something. I heard like it was. So. Yeah. So I mean, look, we're <laughs> yeah. not making excuses, but no, they I are mean, factors. Perth, Perth have to do it. You know, every, every second, second week. So. Week. It's not really an excuse at all. Yeah. Um, now we head down to Terrellgan now where it was great to see WNBL head to regional Victoria. It was the Jade Melbourne Showcase Centrepiece. They all came out <laughs> to her. watch Jade. They Don't sure we do. We love her I'm so much. I'm a Jade yeah. Melbourne fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for you. Why not? She's she's just a breath of fresh air. She is. Isn't she? But it was the Kayla George show. 37.17 rebounds, two assists, two blocks. Now, um, we must mention that the Caps throughout the round were without Alex Bunton. Um, mm. Britt Smart pulled out. Um, no M. Whittle Harmon. Uh, no Schwagmeyer Belgia. And obviously Gemma Potter, who was our co-host last week. So five significant yeah. outs. Um, but Kayla is having an incredible season and double doubles is what she does. Yeah. Like it's just the norm now. That's what she's averaging. Um, I think she's probably in the on top spot for MVP at the moment mm. of the league. She's having a, a very good seat. Must be the baby. It's Pearl. It's motherhood, it's right? It's the Pearl effect. Yeah. Has Love to be. that. Uh, Melbourne were without both imports on Saturday. I'm not sure why, um, mm-hmm. whether they were niggling injuries, but great to see Sophie Burrows score her first WNBL points. And Ray Burrell continued her great weekend with 22 points and seven rebounds, which is no mean feat against the top of the table boomers. Let's move on to Bendigo, who would have been oh so relieved to get back 
on the winners list after three straight yeah. losses, which yeah. is incredible given the start to the season. They had uh, 86 to 68 victors over Adelaide who ended up losing their both games of the weekend. Mm. No Talbot. Bush, uh, Brooke Basham had her first career start, um, which was fantastic for them. Um, and five Bendigo players were um, in double figures. Mm. Meg McKay off the bench, 17 points, eight of eight from the field in oh, wow. 16 minutes court time. Very so, efficient. Yeah. And back to the basketball that had them on a winning streak. Yeah. So many contributors. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I don't know whether you want to go a whole season undefeated. It's nice, but you know, you want to hit your best form come finals. So they've had a little dip and I'm sure they'll, they'll figure it out and, and come home strong. KG played too. So oh, so she's okay. She's okay. Yeah, we like that because <laughs> she's in the hunt for MVP too, oh, if you ask me. Isn't she? And it's so <laughs> interesting, isn't it? Because you look at Bendigo and go, okay, Annalie and um, Kelsey are going to steal votes off each yeah. other. Then maybe Alex Wilson's had a good year too. She gone has, under the yeah. radar a bit. You look at Melbourne, Tiff Mitchell, Started on fire. Kayla's been so consistent. Yeah. Christy Wallace. Wally, yeah. Mia Murray. Well, Mia Murray would have stolen votes in that hey. game. She went for 30-something. Yeah, she was unbelievable. 34. Um, so it's going to be yeah. so interesting. And then I'm putting Steph Talbot back in the mix. Yeah. MVP winner in the hub, runner-up to Annalie last year. Now, Adelaide, they're, they've been around the mark. Mm. Not sure who's stealing votes off her. Yeah. Belay's definitely. Yeah. But oh, I like Talbot. Yeah, we got asked this um, at the season launch and my tip was Steph Talbot. Hey. So I wouldn't be mad just so no, I'm right. No, we would And <laughs> <laughs> never mad about anything that yeah. comes to Talbot. And then closing out the round on Sunday, uh, it was the fire and the flames mm. and it was Townsville who came out on top 92 to 77. Michaela Roof loved seeing this, 26 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists. Another one I reckon that goes under the radar. She's been a really big inclusion mm. for Townsville after coming from Canberra and particularly without Z yeah. for a middle, you know, stretch of the season. Yeah, had to step up a lot without Z for sure. Yeah. I thought again though that the the Flames really stayed with them for a while there and I thought it might have been a, you know, an upset yeah. but but Townsville ran over in the end, yeah. So four Sydney players uh, were in double digits. Uh, Willoughby Hill um, played really well again. Their defence has improved out of sight. We'll talk about them a bit more in the preview because you guys have got them yes, we do. this week. We um, do. But, yeah, they've they've been, you know, a big improver and um, they certainly showed that against Adelaide getting that upset earlier in the round. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, now on the WNBL show, it's time to catch up with a very happy UC Capitals coach. Here's Kristen Veal. Well, Amy, when the first game of the round last Wednesday night concluded, our guest for this week was set. We can't talk to anyone else but the coach of the UC Capitals. Kristen Veal joins us. Veal, welcome and congratulations on the Caps' first win of WNBL 23. Hey, guys. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Uh, definitely after, you know, a better result than some of the other ones. So, yeah, we've got something fun to talk about for a change. We sure <laughs> have. Let's start, though. It was your first career win as a head coach, I know it's all about the team, but I'm sure you're happy just to tick that box and then hopefully add plenty more to that ledger. Uh, yeah, m- maybe. And I've thought about it a little bit. It, to be honest, it was never really kind of about my, my first win. So it's kind of nice to get that off the off the table. But when you've lost whatever it was, 12 straight, um, you start not thinking and worrying about records. Um, but yeah, let's, let's count it. Let's get off to the races. Um, but yeah, super excited for them. We are so counting it. How have you kept the morale and the confidence and the belief up in the group over the space of those first 12 
games because you've had a lot of adversity and we will talk about that, but it's a young group. You're a first year coach in this league. How have you kept them up? Uh, it's been a lot of changes. Uh, it's been a lot of problem solving, a lot of creativity. I think we're at the point now where um, after any significant thing that happens, whether it's a loss, a couple of losses in a row, um, a tough schedule, a win, everyone's like, oh, the great reset. So we talked about this great reset after round three, um, the great reset of 2023. And now since then, we're just like, this is the new reset, the new reset. So basically just reestablishing reconnecting um, and redirecting ourselves uh, when the, the need arises. I think that's allowed us to stay fresh and, and on point. You've been in so many games. You've fought back from deficits to lead and then you've lost leads and been run over by fast finishing teams, more experienced teams, teams that have known how to win within this season. How did that change on Wednesday night against Bendigo when they made a few runs at you? Oh, gosh, it's it's all a bit of a... It's all a bit of a whirl in terms of I don't think anyone expects – we go out hoping and doing everything we can to, to get a W on the board, but it's definitely not a game we thought we'd win. We had three players uh, benched within the you know 24 to 48 hours before in Bunt, Swags and Brit. Uh, we knew Tonksy was on, on thin ice with her calf, so we knew we were down to, to nine players going into that um, and severely – undersized uh, so we mixed up we changed the the game plan which inadvertently really suits the uh the young group and then just kind of took the shackles off and let them go and uh they showed up and they did an amazing job did they ever it was unbelievable hearing on the day the outs that you had um particularly bunton because you are you are small in in that department so to take bunts out yeah. of there um, Amy, you would know from when you have like an injury in a game, sometimes if you've got a niggle or a bit of a distraction, you end up fo- like focusing in on the job at hand a bit more. Was that kind of the go with Canberra? Like you didn't have many rotations, but did it just force you to kind of get the job done? Yeah, I think it helps players to get out of their own heads because they know they're going to rotate in. Um, they also get a little bit more uh, leeway, whereas um, – you know, Amy and I both know when we've come off the benches, you get a little less opportunity um, to, to make mistakes. So that it took that away. Um, you get more flow because you play minutes and there's less subs. Um, so, yeah, no, there was a, there's always a lot of things that, that occur when you're, you're missing players uh, and for us, but then also for the opposition, sometimes that can be distracting or upsetting um, because the scout changes for them. Um, you know, who they're having to defend changes. So, you know, it was difficult for Bendigo and, and obviously worked in our favour as well. When did you think we've got this? Oh, I didn't I didn't let myself go until the last 25 seconds. Uh, I, I remember distinctly feeling pretty good at the seven minutes to go mark and looking at the clock and going, this is going to be a long six, seven minutes. Um, and it was easily the longest uh, seven minutes of of our season. It took forever to get to the end. Uh, and then even we missed those couple of free throws, which raise a, you know, she's a 90 plus percent career free throw shooter. And, and she missed those two and still sat at 81 to 75. And I was like, Oh no, like there's still time. Um, and then we, I think we had possession and we were able to run the clock. And, and that's kind of at about the 25 second mark when I was like, yep, 
we'll take that one. I was stressed, really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure everyone was. I'm I sure was everyone just crying. <laughs> <laughs> so the buzzer goes, the crowd go wild. And we spoke with Gemma on the show last week about how unbelievable that Canberra crowd is, win, lose or draw. So you do it on your home court, you get on court and you get to embrace your players. So Jade, who you've got such a special relationship with, Ray, who's come up you know, really tough in this first win of the season. Nicole Munger, who you've brought into the program, like there's just Shanice, there's stories everywhere. What's it like when you get on there and the emotion is overflowing and you get to embrace your players and really celebrate what this means? It was kind of, I mean, to be honest, it was kind of weird because there was a moment there was like, what are we meant to do? Like the players hug each other, but then we've been at the players a lot. And then, um, and it was kind of cool after doing the talk, um, the pregame talk and then so for me the initial reaction straight off the game was to get to our coaches so Aiden wasn't there but to get to Angus and to get to Sarah um, because they've been through the slog and not only through the slog um, but also having to manage and, and put up with me for the last um, three or four months and Sarah for the last 10 years uh, so for me it was to get to them and then <laughs> it was important to <laughs> to you know be sportsmanlike and, and shake Bendigo's hand and and get all that done. And then once that was done, um, we finally got to, to get to the players and um, yeah, it felt like a championship. That's the easiest way to describe it. It felt like the AIS championship back in the late nineties. Um, and um, you know, Amy knows this when you get to have a championship hug with a player, it's, it's special. It kind of solidifies all that hard work and uh, all that adversity and all that struggle and, um, and all the bonds that you, you get through, through playing sport. The only thing missing was that, Famous Bob haircut of yours from 1999, Veely, in the bodysuit. <laughs> it was only last week before before the game, and this is where Sarah thought I was having a meltdown. I've gone back and I want so – I was like, Sarah, I want to get a, a mini chow, chihuahua cross um, uh, douche hound, uh, so, uh, you know, a little Mexican sausage dog, and she was like, no. And then I was like, I want to shave my head off again, and she was like, no. So she thought I was having an emotional breakdown. So <laughs> we, probably, we probably weren't far off having the Bob. <laughs> this is the best content we've heard all year on the show. Um, Are you going to flash to a photo of that? This now, is where you? we flash to all the haircuts of Kristen Veal over the last 25 years. Um, I forgot about the, I mean, it was a shaved head, wasn't it? Uh, three times. I even did it a couple of years ago uh, and realised how grey I was and that there's too much grey around here. So when you shave it, you you lose your hairline. So. Vili, just on the hair, how happy were you for your hair to be saturated <laughs> when you came in the rooms afterwards to address the team? I think it was Sheree Sh- um, or Tonksy that filmed it. You've walked in the rooms. The players have just drenched you um, with ice and water and Powerade. Um, I'm sure you're very happy to be soaking wet because it means that you've just had your first win. Yeah, it was. I was down in court, and and all the players went up to the change room, and for the life of me, I was talking, I was talking to Angus like, "Where are they going? Like, they've got to warm down. They've got to talk to the fans. Like, what are they doing? Just because we win, you can't change your your routine. We've got a game in three days." So I was a bit baffled, and then um, I, I naive like I am was like, "Okay, well, maybe we're just going up to have our team talk." So I went up there, and then. Um, yeah, as soon as I opened the door, I realized what's happening. I had that sliding doors moment where I either run and bolt the other way um, and waste all that Gatorade and ice water or if I step into it. So I stepped into it. They did a hell of a job. Um, they're a smart group. They got me with pretty much every 
every drop that was in there. Um, and then it's really funny. If you look at the, the video, Ray's standing up on a chair and after they'd emptied the, the bottles, Ray, Ray, random Ray, um, just pegs the empty Gatorade bottle at my head. Um, which is, yeah, there's a little laughs to be had in the, in that filming. Imports, hey. Uh, (laughs) Lucky she made some good shots uh, that night. Um, Big round coming up. Um, Obviously, you had Melbourne and Tyrolgan to finish last round, but a big round coming up. And, uh, Amy, your teams will be coming face-to-face. Yeah, really, I was a big fan, big fan girl when you got your first win, but I can't do that this week because you got us. Do you have any insights into how you're going to beat us and can you share them with me? (laughs) (laughs) I was about to ask the same question. I was like, what are you going to do with your bigs? You've played with LJ enough to um, have your own intel, I think. Well, Loz, um, Loz for the long, obviously we played together for a long time, but she'll even do it to these days. But this is, Lauren has this, and Amy would know this, Loz has this just innate strength that she used to come around and just, and this is obviously when I was chubby, would just come around and pick me up by the love handles. And like Loz... Loz never lifted heavy in the weight room until the last few years, but she could like she could just come around and just lift you up and like she'd like jump on your back to get a piggyback, but then she could easily um, put you on her back. So, so yeah, whether we have to send three people to her, I'm not too sure. But um, but yeah, we <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're still we're trying to get through Bendigo, and then you know we weren't we were hoping we weren't, weren't going to front up to Southside with um with you know a team of six one and under, but. We are so, yeah. Maybe maybe we'll uh, we'll keep four people in the back court and go one v one. You could always put Sarah Graham on um, Lauren Jackson. Um, that's my personal preference. <laughs> now uh, <laughs> you mentioned bunts, so no bunts this week. Have you got any inclusions? Because we know you missed a f- missed a few players last week. Yeah, bunts had that little hip flexor tear, so um, she was always going to be a couple of weeks on that. Um, which is a shame because we always spoke about the three matchups for her against uh, LJ were going to be, you know, really valuable for her career moving forward and a really rare opportunity. So disappointed for Bunce and she's been a big part of what we're doing and had really good games against Southside so far. Uh, so uh, potentially we'll have Tonksy and Britt back. Um, but, yeah, just working through through a couple of those at the moment. Yeah, hopefully you've got some inclusions for what is a big round coming up for the UC Caps. And finally, Vili, before we let you go, Mama COE had a very proud moment last week with a couple of your girls selected in the Opal squad for the first time. Um, How amazing was it to see Shanice and also Izzy Borlace um, selected for their first Opal squad? Oh, it was awesome. And then Nards as well. Um, So, yeah, and then, you know, Jade was a part of that 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 cohort but very early on um so yeah super excited to to see those four um in their opal squad this year and just uh, see that opal squad open up to so many young talented players that are playing well like the perth the perth kids and in bibby and atwell and um and then some of the other players that are coming through um ready to kind of crack in and and learn off those uh, you know amazing senior opals that have had a, a tremendous year this year with the world cup so uh, yeah, so so proud of those those four, and um, you know, hopefully there's there's more to come. There sure will be. You've played a huge impact on their careers so far and their journey into the Opal squad for the first time. Billy, thanks so much for joining us today. We couldn't not speak to you this week. So wrapped for you and the Caps to get your first win. Good luck this weekend, and here's to many more for both you and the team. Thanks, guys. You sitting up this weekend, Amy? No, unfortunately. <laughs>
Let's look ahead to round 11 now. Amy Rochi, it starts on Wednesday night. Sydney hosting the Flyers at the Key Centre. Loving the Flames playing at the Key Centre. Yeah, Should get cool. a good crowd there for Wednesday night WNBL. We spoke about Sydney earlier. Much improved over the last two months, particularly from a defensive standpoint. Um, I'm looking forward to the battle between Jocelyn Willoughby and Kayla Thornton. Absolutely. Both both so athletic, strong. It's going to be exciting to watch. I just love watching Kayla match up on anyone, though, to be honest. She's so cool to watch. Now, last week with Gemma Potter, I was talking about how I got so much airtime out of uh, Alicia Froling hip and shouldering <gasps> Kayla and the reaction. Now, you were on the bench. I was. Did you run on to... S- I ran on and then I thought, am I going to get fined for running on? Oh. But I'm pretty sure the siren had gone. But then the second thought was, what am I going to do? Mm. Like, if Kayla Thornton is going to run through someone, there's not a lot that mm. little Amy's going to be able to do. So I looked a bit silly. I was just sort of running around the court, like, not doing a lot. Now, Nards, <laughs> Nards was the one that cracked me up. I spoke to Carly Ernst about this, that Kayla was ready to go. Yeah. Nards was not. Nards was not ready. Um, there's a picture, if you zoom in. Um, Shock. Her eyes, she was not ready. Pure she shock. She was not ready for that. And my other favourite was Shez. How quickly... She knew. She moved fast. She moved fast. <laughs> Thursday, loving Thursday WNBL action. Mm. Bendigo and the Caps again. Ooh. Interesting. I think Bendigo are going to have a point to prove I think yourself. So. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they'll let it happen again. Yeah. I don't think so. It could be a big margin. I reckon yeah. they're going to make a statement here. Yeah. Friday night, Townsville and Adelaide at the Townsville Entertainment Centre. Um, it was an important win for the fire last week, beating Sydney in Sydney, particularly because they've got Perth breathing down their neck yeah. for fourth place. So, And then Adelaide have had a couple of losses now on the trot. Mm. Um, I reckon Townsville will get it done at home. What about you? I think so. Pretty tough playing in Townsville um, and they're, they're going really well. So, I, uh, I don't know. Adelaide's due. Yeah. And are they still in the hunt for finals? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I think um, I think Townsville and Perth now with that battle for fourth mm. spot. And I don't know what the top four look like, how much we can all move. But, mm. you know, those two teams in particular will be playing for something important. I can't count, so yeah, I'm not even going to try and work with, that out. I'm not good with the ladder. No. We all just need a win. That's that's the aim. Let's move on to Saturday action. Sydney's second game of the weekend is against Perth, who uh, are on a bit of a road trip over the next two rounds. Mm. This is going to be super interesting because Perth are making a run. Yeah. Will, will Scherf go for 33 like she did last time against Sydney? Did you watch her 27-point half? Oh, did I ever? I was in awe. Like, I played with Lauren Scherf yeah. when she was younger. We won a Siebel Championship together. Mm-hmm. So I watch her from afar. And I'm like, this girl is just going to be so good. And I'm so happy for her that she's, oh. like, she plays like a guard, shooting floaters, shooting threes. She played amazing. So, yeah, I think I think Perth are hitting their stride at the right time. The princess of Bendat, as I like to call Lauren Scherf. <laughs> uh, she's happy. Why? Well, she's the princess of that venue. Um, yeah. Also, shout out to the West Australian. I don't know if you saw this on my socials, but they did a great photo shoot with Sherfy last week. I did see that. They dressed her up as, a, you know, it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Lauren Scherf. <laughs> it, they found a phone box in Perth and had her ripping the white shirt off with the Perth Yes, very Singler cool. underneath. Love that. Yeah. Great job, Craig um, Donoghue and the West Australian for that. Also on Saturday, UC Caps uh, return to the nation's capital to host your Flyers who are on the road this weekend. You have been mm. on the road a bit over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, big January for the Flyers. They're on the road for six days. So they go to Sydney and then drive to Canberra and there's no point coming home and mm. going back. Uh, no home games in January, I don't think. Not until... 
Feb 4. Feb 4 and it's not even at home. It's not even at home. It's at JCA. Yeah. Yeah. So big month. Very important month. Big weekend after that loss to Perth to get two road wins this weekend will get you guys back on track. Um, That's for sure. And then we finish off on Sunday at Parkville where the Boomers again play the spirit. They didn't play each other in the first half of the season and now Mm. twice since Christmas. Um, Melbourne got the job done last time. that was part of Bendigo's uh, three-game losing run. Mm. Could, could it be a bit closer this time? I think so. I think it'll be a great game. Mm. Looking forward to that to finish off Sunday round 11 WNBL. Uh, Amy Rochi, it's been a pleasure to have you here. Always a pleasure chatting with you, Megan. Always a pleasure, never a chore. <laughs> um, good luck to the Flyers this weekend. Hope Thank to you. see you back on court very soon. And please come back again. I will. And co-host this season. Thank you very much. Sounds good to me. Enjoy the big weekend of action, everyone. Thank you.